Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Joy. We hear it, and we think of happiness or laughter. But true joy far outweighs any fleeting emotions. Like a beautiful garment, joy is a response that we clothe ourselves with. And at this time of year, it's our heart's cry as we bear witness again to the birth of the Savior. And let's face it, there's not a person here who couldn't use a little more joy these days. So you're invited into that quality of joy, whether your life is full of happiness or not. It's an invitation for every person, and it's here now, because Jesus is here now. This is joy. Welcome to Christmas. Amen. Thank you, Gattons, uh, for lighting the joy candle uh, for us this morning and helping us to keep within step uh, with the Advent season. Uh, it is a, and it's a wonderful season for us, and uh, we've heard a lot of comments already today. One of the verses that I, I want to um, highlight just before I get into the message, because our, our central figure today will be Mary, and we're going to focus upon uh, on Mary and as she receives an incredible word to her. But I wanted to read once again out of Luke chapter 2, and and Allison read it for us. And uh, verse 10 says this, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The heavenly announcement, that's what it was. Uh, The shepherds were out in their field. Uh, They certainly weren't expecting uh, an announcement of any sorts that night. Uh, But the Bible tells us it was a heavenly announcement. It was incredible. Uh, Perhaps if uh, if we really could have been there, we would have noted that the shepherds, it was a terrifying experience. And yet it brought such good news, not only for the shepherds, but as the, the scripture tells us, but it's for all, for all of us, that we too, this joy is for us as well. However, however, and this is where we want to transition into the message where, where the Lord has given me this assignment today. Is however, the good news announcement did not suddenly occur that night. It wasn't just to the shepherds while watching their flocks. It actually had started nine months earlier. It had started nine months earlier when Mary had her encounter with the angel Gabriel. Key word for us this morning is encounter. God wants to have an encounter with us individually this morning. Uh, Some of you, it may be an encounter for the first time. Uh, Others, it may be just another uh, day, uh, and it's another moment, but you need that daily encounter. And we've heard that emphasized already this morning. So there's a lot of reoccurring themes here this morning that that God is speaking to us as a church. So whether it's your first time that that you're having your encounter, or it's it's once again, it's another encounter uh, with, with the Holy Spirit. And also, importantly, 
today that we need to realize that as a, as a worshiping faith community, as a congregation, that today we collectively have an encounter with God. And it's important that we respond accordingly. Over in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, we find the words that describe that, that moment when Mary had her encounter with Gabriel, the angel, and goes like this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, not Mary's, but Elizabeth's, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to the virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. What an incredible moment it had to be for Mary. The Bible goes on to say, which helps us to appreciate just her response, confused and disturbed, the scripture says, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Okay, quite a moment. And uh, I'm sure that as you've been familiar with the story over and over again, you've had opportunity to put yourself in the shoes of, of, uh, of Mary uh, and to put yourself in the shoes of, of Joseph as, as well. One of the things that's happened this Advent series, underneath the, uh, the direction of Pastor Chad and Pastor Melissa, they have encouraged us to be part of a, a devotional that's going on that runs simultaneously to our Advent series. And so this morning, I want to go to that devotional. It was day 11, and I don't know if you read day 11 or not. If you have, then that's going to be good, and that'll help you get more out of this sermon. But for those that haven't, I'm going to go, and I'm actually going to read day 11, because it helps to set the stage for where this message is going this morning. The devotional is entitled, day 11, What's on the Other Side of Your Yes? On the other side of your yes. And it goes like this. It says, Mary makes it seem so easy. The angel Gabriel tells her that she'll give birth to the Son of God. And she responds with immediate surrender to her role in God's plan. What was Mary thinking? She had no assurance of a comfortable outcome. A virgin engaged to be married. She likely knew how difficult giving birth to and raising Jesus would be. The only assurance Mary received was God's word, and it was enough for her to say yes. In 1 Peter 1, the apostle Peter says that through the trials we face, the genuineness of our faith is revealed. God frequently asks for our trust through difficult, uncomfortable, and seemingly impossible circumstances. But how often do we respond 
like Mary. It can be easy to let our questioning of God get in the way of what he desires to do in and through us. We may want to be refined, but are we willing to say yes to God and walk through the fire? Mary couldn't possibly understand all that was on the other side of her response to God, but she trusted him. As a result, God brought Jesus to the world through Mary, offering us forgiveness for our sins and mending the brokenness in our relationship with God. Well, let's talk about joy for just a moment. My observation, and, uh, and Chris, it sort of touched on it a little bit. My observation is this. Maybe you've noted the same as well. Joy and happiness are not the same. Now, just think about that for a little bit. We'll talk a lot. I've got a few things I can read about that. But joy and happiness are not the same. And, and uh, sometimes we get that confused, and, and we, we start thinking about, uh, well, if I'm, I'm happy, so I've got joy, or if I'm not happy, I don't have joy. Well, Scripture would tell us otherwise. People often confuse joy with happiness, but they are not interchangeable. Joy is from within. Joy, regardless of what is going on around you, happiness can be blurred emotion, dependent on a situation. And so, isn't that true? Isn't that so true that often we see people, well, because of the situation, they're happy. And then when the situation changes, well, then they're not happy. And, and they can interpret, well, we don't have joy. Happiness can be blurred, emotion dependent on a situation. Joyful people make a commitment to gratitude regardless of the circumstances. In the Greek word, in the Greek, the word for joy is either kara or chara, however you want to do it. And, and you know, we've had this discussion on, on staff level. None of us are Greek scholars. So when we get up in front of you, we really throw out some pronunciations. We're really not sure how they sound. Okay, so just follow along with us. But this one is chara, C-H-A-R-A. And it's, you know, charismatic and uh, charismatic and those kind of words. And so the word joy it comes is, is chara. And this describes a feeling of inner gladness, uh, one of delight or rejoicing. This inner gladness leads to a cheerful heart, and a cheerful heart leads to a cheerful behavior. That makes sense. The most important attribute of joy is that you can find joy. Get this. Are you listening this morning? Because some of you need to hear this. And I'm sure there's, there are more than probably we care to admit, but you need to hear this next line, is that, that the most important uh, attribute of joy is that you can find joy in adversity. Not because things are going well smooth, but that you can find joy in adversity. This can be difficult. This can be a difficult idea to grasp because joy might be the last thing we are feeling when facing struggles. Are you facing a struggle right now? Are you looking forward to Christmas? Are you dreading Christmas because of what's going on? Listen closely today because you need to know that joy is ever present when you're in the presence of the Lord. This can be a difficult idea to grasp because you, uh, joy might be the last thing we are feeling when facing struggle. God knows our sorrows. God knows our heartaches. God knows our fears. And yet he calls us to rejoice anyway. 
He wants, to, he wants us to live a life full of joy and promise. We can't come up with it on our own. But when we lean on Jesus and when we look to him and we discover that he is the author of our joy, he is the one where our joy comes from, he's the one that we, we have the privilege of meeting on, on a daily basis. He is the one that we have the opportunity to say yes to. Mary had her encounter and she responded with a yes, even though she didn't know what was on the other side. But Mary responded with, with that sound of yes. Lord, I respond to what you are doing. I, I submit to what you are doing in my life. I submit to your plans and to your purposes. I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going. But Lord, you know. And you know, and I look to you today. And I look to you to be the one that comes and releases your joy from my innermost being. I am a passionate person. Uh, I'm a person that really loves to put my heart and, and soul uh, into things. Often I hear people say, oh, man, he's got a lot of enthusiasm and uh, he has passion for what he's doing. And that, that's very true. Uh, and uh, if you ever have the opportunity on Tuesday morning or Thursday morning or Saturday morning to come to our local Y, I instruct the spin class there. And I'd love to have all of you come. I would love to have you come and join me in my spin class. I am told that I'm a very passionate and a very enthusiastic person. I really, I love to sweat and I love to see other people sweat as well. I really do. I, it's, it's, it's one of the things that I do. So, so that, uh, you know, I, I enjoy doing that. And, uh, uh, so in that moment, my class will tell you, yeah, he, he's a very passionate person. He has no mercy at the same time. <laughs> so that doesn't quite fit. That really wasn't in my message. Okay. <laughs> I'll stick with the passionate part. However, I want to say this about passion. However, my passion, which is often a reflection of my emotional reserve. And I recognize that. I, re I recognize today that, that, that my, I, I can be viewed as an emotional person. Uh, I, I can, you, you would compare me to maybe some others. Well, I'm not like him. And well, it's just, it's a reflection of our emotional levels. And so, so I, I have to admit that uh, when I am passionate, it's often, uh, it's my uh, reflection of my emotional reserve. And I gotta tell you, I can run out of gas. I can run out of gas and my emotional tank goes down. I need more than emotion to keep me going. Throughout COVID, often I have been asked by different ones that are close to me, uh, uh, friends of mine, people that I hang around with. They often, well, how are you doing? And I, how do you keep going from day to day? And, and often I will tell them that my response is that I have a daily reset. Uh, I, I have a place where I, I, I know how to go to the well. Um, for, for those that uh, of church, they often understand what that is. Others that uh, maybe not so churchy, not religious, whatever, they ask me, you know, how I'm doing it, and I'll, I'll let them know that there's a, I have a, this spiritual reset. I have this time every, every morning where I'm meeting with the Lord, and I have, I have a time where uh, I am, I'm quiet. I have a time where I, I'm reading, and I have a time of, of med meditation. 
and, and how it's at, in those moments that my, my e emotional uh, reserve is, is, is replenished because I run out of gas and I recognize that I need more than emotion to keep, my go keep me going. You see, my, my passion... My passion for life, my passion uh, uh, for, for uh, those around me, my passion for Christ is fueled by his joy. Is fueled by his joy. What fuels your passion this morning? See, we're all having this encounter. We're having this encounter as, as Mary had her encounter. And, and, and today... Today, God wants to, to infuse your passion in your life uh, with, with his, his joy. My passion is fueled by his joy, and, uh, and I, I go to the well every day, so my joy will be fulfilled. The Bible tells us that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. The joy is not something that we, we uh, find uh, from around us and we have to go and pick it up and come in. No, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, and in that moment of reflection that we had in our service, uh, as, as um, uh, Pastor Chad was leading us in that time, as we were just kind of waiting on the, uh, on the Lord, uh, it, there was that focus. It was a focus on where, where that comes from, where the, where the love and the peace and the joy uh, how, and the hope, where, where does that come from? That comes from, comes from the Lord and it's a fruit of the Spirit. So it's not me, but it's, it's the Spirit of Christ. It is, 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 it, is his, it is His, it is His fruit. Galatians 5 and 22 and 23 tells us about the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is, is found in the Holy Spirit. It is when your spirit uh, surrenders to the Spirit of Christ within us. We all have spirit. We're all spiritual. And we look for different ways maybe to satisfy that spirituality. But when you know Jesus Christ, when you've had an encounter with Jesus Christ, you discover that He's the source. He is the one that when you meet with him, he is the one that comes and replenishes those, those things that we run on and we have our emotional uh, 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 reserves and they run out and so forth and we have that gas tank, so to speak, and it runs low. But when we go to Jesus, he is the one that satisfies. He is the one that releases his presence in our, our, our lives. I sometimes experience joy in accomplishment, I have to admit. I, I do like doing things and I'm sure you are out there as well. That there are times you just go out doing things, whether it's putting uh, uh, some maybe making a donation or come along and helping somebody uh, do something that they couldn't do on their own or maybe making a phone call or visit. It could be a number of things. And so, so I do experience uh, joy in some of those accomplishments. I often experience joy when I give. When I give. But you need to understand today that the reason I experience joy is because it's, it's the overflow. It's, it's the outflow of the joy of the Lord that's being released in my life. But admittedly, joy, joy doesn't always feel good. Joy doesn't always feel good. You may, be, you may not be feeling good. You may be having some physical things that you're going through uh, right now in your life. There, there, or there could be turmoil within your, within your family uh, or over a relationship, over a, a, a broken uh, uh, relationship. You need to know just because you don't feel good and just because you are experiencing strife, that doesn't mean that joy is not present. That doesn't mean that joy is not there 
readily ready to work. There's, that doesn't mean that joy is not there ready to give you an encounter with him so that he can overflow you. But he's looking to you today to say yes. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 tells us about Jesus. And this, I love this picture. I often receive encouragement from it. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. And this is the picture I want. And please understand, this is why joy doesn't always feel good. Get the picture of Jesus. And the Bible says this, for the joy that was set before Christ, this, because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, the scorning and its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. There are times when you and I are going through things. There are times when you and I are experiencing uh, pain, when you and I are dis- experiencing discouragement, that you need to realize that joy is, yes, yeah, it's, it's working, and sometimes that's the best place, that's the best atmosphere for joy to come alive. And that's what kept Jesus going. Sure, he was in pain. Yes, he, he was about to be crucified. And the one thing that kept him going was the joy that was set before him. And it's that joy, it's that joy that is made available to you and I when we have our encounters with the Lord Jesus Christ and we say yes to him. We say yes to him and yes to his provision. Joy motivates us joy sustains us joy gets us through what nobody else could get us through from our devotional this morning first peter one says this and i read it again that the apostle peter says that through the trials we face and the genuineness of our faith is revealed in seemingly impossible circumstances but how often do we respond like mary so how does this works how does it work this morning? Well, it starts with an encounter. Mary had her encounter. However, joy is more than an encounter. And we've been having an encounter this morning. We have been having an encounter with the Holy Spirit. His presence has been here. Whether, whether you uh, uh, have, uh, I have fully gained it or fully recognized it, doesn't matter today. Each one here in this room, uh, uh, no matter how often you attend church here or visiting today, it doesn't matter. We've all been having an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and that, that, is, that is a privilege that we've had. But it's more than just an encounter. It's about our relationship with Christ. And it's all about you and I saying, yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord, I ask you to come into my life. I want to give my situation. I want to give my life. I want to give my family. I want to give my, my wife, my partner, uh, those that are in my life. I want to give them to you. I, I want you to have, have your way. And, and as we say yes to him, then we discover that he wants to do more than just respond to our yes. When we say yes to Jesus, to whatever he is asking us to do, there is great joy on the other side of our yes. We may not realize it. Mary, see, she rejoiced after she had, yes, Lord, yes, if this is what you have for me. She and talks about that her soul rejoiced. And, and whether, whether, and you can see this throughout the Bible, that as people had their encounter with God, they didn't know. They didn't know what lie had. 
For example, Moses, when he was at the burning bush, he did not realize, he did not realize what he, had, he was having his encounter with God, and he said yes to God, but he had no idea that on the other side of that would be the Ten Commandments. He had no idea about crossing the Red Sea. He had no, he had no idea of the great joy that God had for him beyond his yes. It was an encounter, but he looked to him to say yes. Whether it was Elijah or Elisha, Elijah and Elisha, uh, uh, both of them were were called, and, and both of them responded, and both of them said yes. They didn't know. They didn't know. What God had for them. He didn't, they didn't realize the greatness that, that, that God had in store for them and, and the way that God would use them to, to, uh, to bring kings to their knees or to perform miracles that would cause that nation to be, uh, the example of God's love and, and God's power to, to a world that was certainly needing him. So whether it was Moses at the burning bush or Elijah or Elisha saying, let your mantle fall on me or the disciples as they responded, as they responded to to the call of Jesus and where Jesus said, come, come follow me, come follow me. There wasn't a whole lot of discussion going on. The Bible tells us all they said, yes. And when they followed him, they, they didn't know. But on the other side of their yes was the launch of the church, the greatness, his presence in, into our world. So whether it was disciples, whether Paul, there was something greater than any of them could have imagined when they said, yes. I like, I, I like what Rick Warren, Rick Warren was having this discussion with, with uh, Nikki Gumbel. And Nikki Gumbel, uh, the, uh, probably, probably the prim- primary leader for uh, uh, Alpha, and, and uh, Nikki was interviewing him. And throughout the discussion, uh, Rick Warren would say this. He said, God uses me. God uses me. And uh, then he'd go on and talk to you a little bit more. And, and uh, then he'd say, yeah, God uses me. And then after probably about the second or the third time that, that Rick in his talk with uh, uh, Nikki, he said, God uses me. You know why God uses me? He said, you know why God uses me? Because I expect him to. I expect him to. You know, I've, I've met a number of people throughout my, my journey as a pastor, and I'm sure the other uh, uh, pastors or leaders that are here today, you've met some as well. And I've met people that say, oh, God can't use me. I, I, I've met people say, oh, no, nah, man, me, uh, uh, no, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not ready. I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for God to use me. There is, there's an expectation. There's an expectation level that, that God wants you and I to have as a result of our counter, encounter this morning. Our encounter with his presence, saying yes to him, requires an expectation. Expectation. Today, I, I, today my, my challenge to you is, is to, to accept the, the, the invitation to respond to him. But my, my challenge to you today is to come and sit at this point and say, you know what? God's going to use me today. God is going to use me mightily because I expect him to. Our world 
that is so um, uh, is is needy. Our our world is is going many different directions. Our world needs to have an encounter with with the joy of Christmas. They they need to have an encounter with with Jesus, and they need to to meet a congregation like you this morning that have said yes to Him, I, 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 that have responded by saying yes, Lord, and we expect you to use us today. Uh, Grace and I we we have been really coming to the place where we're saying, God, we we are we're looking to you today to use us mightily. We're looking to you today to to use us uh, uh, to to minister and bring good news to to someone because we are expecting you to. You know, it makes a whole lot of difference when you enter into the day and you're expecting God to use you. When you're looking for God to use you. When you're you're being sensitive to every conversation, everybody that you meet, you're saying, God, is this the one that you want to use me? Is, is, is this the one uh, that you want me to speak life into? Uh, and, and as a result of that, you know, God has great things in store for you. I, I don't know how he uses you, but I want you to know that the more that the church responds to the encounter that they have with the Lord Jesus Christ, the more that they're going to experience joy and the more that they are going to be his his life flow, his, his life stream to, to a world, the more that his joy becomes our joy and our joy becomes their joy because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. And that's, that is where God wants us to be to this day. John seven thirty eight says this, uh, he who believes in me, as the scripture says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living waters. Joy flows from our spirit, from our innermost in our most being. Jesus said this about joy. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Uh, um, Matthew 23 or 25 and 23 says, his Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things and enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Joy is, 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 uh, is, comes from the Lord. Joy will be our ultimate place. Psalm 30 and verse 5 says this, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. I love that scripture, but joy comes with the morning. Uh, the, the word uh, used here for joy is the Hebrew word, and uh, it is spelled this way. It's spelled R-I-N-N-A-H. I'm going to pronounce it Rina, and uh, you can pronounce it any way you want. It means ringing cry of entreaty. It's supplication or a ringing cry of proclamation. It means joy, and it means praise. So the word that is used here, but joy comes in the morning, is a word that has tension. It's, it's both a cry of prayer and praise. It's a powerful word. It's a powerful concept. It, show, it shows that joy is, is found not after pain, not after everything is made right, but in the midst of it. The only way this is possible is because of the work of the Lord. He is the only one who can enter our pain. 
He's the only one that can enter our situation and fill us with joy. And he wants to fill us with joy today. He wants to fill your situation with joy. He wants his joy to to overflow. He wants his joy today to be that lasting joy. That was what the shepherds heard on that announcement, that there'd be joy for the whole world to enjoy. And you and I have that privilege today to be that vessel, to be that one. So I encourage you today that if you're going through something, be encouraged today because joy is at work. I want you to know today may not make sense to you and you may feel the burdens of life but i want you to joy is at work because it comes from him it doesn't come from you i want you to know if you feel depleted today joy is at work and there is a time of renewing coming for you there is a time uh, of man recalibration there is a time that god comes and brings revival to us and so today be be encouraged because you never know who god is going to bring into your life you never know in what circumstance it may be in a crowded mall where you're standing there and, and and things are happening you don't know but god wants you to know that if you enter into the day and you're convinced that he's there with you and that his joy is your strength god's gonna lead lead you and god's gonna use you uh just the other day i was over at the uh conestoga mall and i was with grace and this i'll close with this and we were over there and i started off the day and i said to grace grace i want i'm believing that god's going to use us mightily i believe that that god is going to do that because I expect him to and we're over at the Conestoga mall it's Black Friday hey man I'm telling you man there it's just crowded it was a it was a mistake to go to the Conestoga mall <laughs> man man I had to park on the back 40 and and so and so we're out there and uh, and so I meet Grace at the food cart so okay Grace I'll see you here at noon and so she went and did her thing and I was going to do my thing and so I'm standing I'm standing Right in the middle. You know how it is in some of these big malls. You got a big hallway that comes in this way here. And there's another hallway that comes in. You know where they get sometimes Christmas trees and all those kind of things. Well, I'm standing there. And I'm saying, God. God. Now, I said, God, you're going to use me. You're going to use me mightily today. And I'm looking around. And, man, it's like I am seeing the faces of the world. And I am seeing just, man, the different the people and their looks. And, oh, man, and, and the color of skin. It's all, all kinds of different people coming at me. And I said, God, help me. Help me. So I'm looking. And it gets about 20 minutes to 12. And I'm thinking, okay, i got to meet Grace at noon. And I said, God. At 11.45, I'm giving up. Oh, man of faith, I'm giving up. <laughs> and so, so, the story, the story, you got to follow through, okay? At 11.45, this is no word of a lie. That a person from Stratford, Ontario... A person that I know very, very well, but I cannot tell that person's name. I can't tell the person what, what kind of profession they were. But this person walks right in front of me at 11.45. And, and I said, <laughs> I said, God, thank you. Okay. And that opened up a door that happened a couple of days later, a couple of days later. I don't know what God has, but God wants to set up people for you. This morning, I'm riding around town. I'm riding around town. I do, I do this on a regular basis. God, God, just, just use me again. And, and today, I'm just coming along, and I'm doing this, and I'm taking pictures of the island, and I'm enjoying the fresh snowfall. And, and I just, 
all of a sudden I come across this one street, not thinking too much about it, and I turn around, and here's a buddy of mine. And my buddy is, is just having a really difficult time. Uh, I had no idea. I had no idea. The point that I'm trying to make is that when you and I say yes to the encounters that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ, that his joy will flow. And if you and I, if you and I will walk out of this place with the expectation that God is going to use us, God is going to set us up, God is going to lead people into us, and the joy, the joy that we heard about today is not only going to be expressed to us, but it's going to go to our world. And this Christmas, this Christmas will bring transformation will bring transformation, amen, to our friends, to our neighbors. It's going to bring transformation today. The joy, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I want to, I want to pray with you. And uh, um, uh, prayer team, uh, can, you, can you come and just here? Yeah, prayer team, if you can come join us. Uh, there's, cu- there's a couple of invitations here today, and we're, we're going to dismiss so that it flows freely, uh, and our, our, our pastors will be at the doors to greet you on the way out. And so um, uh, I want to pray for those that are here today, and you're saying, I've heard you talk about encounters. I heard you talk about Mary. I'm familiar with the story. Uh, yes, and so forth like that. But you've never had a personal encounter with Jesus. In other words, you've never said yes to Jesus. And, and, and this morning, the, our, our prayer team is going to be here. And uh, uh, if you're comfortable, you can come up and talk to one of them. Or I'm going to be hanging around. If you want to come talk to me, that's cool as well. But today, I know this, that God has planned for everyone here today to have an encounter with him. And uh, so, uh, so my, my prayer will be that at the, when I say amen, I say amen, amen that, that you'll be able to respond. Uh, also today, I want to pray, I want to make our prayer team available to you uh, for those that, you know, right now, you're, you know, you needed the message this morning because you said, man, I am going through some things right now, and I am struggling to feel. I'm struggling to feel joy, and that's okay because joy is more than a feeling. Joy, joy is the fruit of the Spirit, and it's, joy is what, what the Holy Spirit releases in us and strengthens us and and helps us to keep going on, and, and, and joy doesn't always feel good, but, but it's there. And so today, today, before you leave this place, I want to encourage you just to come up and, and stand in front of one of the prayer team and, and just say, you know what, I'm, I'm just going through something. Would you, would you pray for me today? Would you pray? Uh, because I, I wanted to say yes to the Lord, and... Um, uh, I, I want, I, I want to leave this place with my expectation high because, because here's, here's the good news for you folks. As Mary discovered, there's great things that God wants to do on the other side of your yes. And I want to encourage you today that as you just come and take time to stand in front of somebody and say, here's my situation. And I'm saying yes to the Lord today. I want you to know that God's got great things in store for you on the other side of your yes and what you're going through. And that's what God has in store for all of us. So, Lord, I pray. I pray for those that uh, today that 
need that first, that first encounter with you. I pray, Lord, for those today that are just going through things and, and that they're experiencing some things and they're, they're not feeling joy and they feel like that's okay, Lord. But may they know today that your joy, that your joy is being crystallized. Your joy is, your joy is uh, flowing through them. That is, is your joy that is being uh, uh, strengthened through the situation and the circumstances they are. And Lord, I pray for this congregation as they get ready to leave this place on this day, that wherever they go, that their expectation level, uh, Lord, will go to an all-time high and that they'll walk out of this place saying, God, you are going to use me today because of my relationship with you, because of my encounter with you, because of I said yes to you today. So, Lord, we thank you for what you are doing and for what you are going to do in this day and in this season. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.